1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard No imminent decision on Alex McLeish's future But is he on his way out of the Scotland job? Scott Brown says Celtic are still hurting After losing the last Old Firm game And will a horror penalty from Simeon Jackson Come back to haunt St Mirren Come the end of the season I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Gordon DL and Mark Wilson well Gordon, news breaking last night And all day today That it looks like it is a matter of time Before Alex McLeish um, is replaced as Scotland manager But he looks to have survived for another day at least And we wonder who will replace him um, A lot of names in the fire line I wonder who the listeners would like to see in that position But domestic football is back in the cards this week Thoroughly looking forward to it Because big games You mentioned St Mirren there That's a huge game St Mirren versus Dundee At the bottom of the table Huge clash Aberdeen away to Hearts Can possibly cut Rangers lead uh, to five points and then the big one on Sunday Celtic v Rangers Celtic could go 13 points clear Rangers could co up back to 7 And would that put a title race back in the cards Thoroughly looking forward to it Exciting weekend ahead Gordon um, The international football is over There's still a lot of discussions obviously about uh, the manager uh, when, he'll, when he'll go uh, A bit sad in the fact that um, It's been leaked out And you know, the decision hasn't been made. I don't like that. I'd rather that the SFA had dealt with it, told Alec that he was relieved of his duties, then it came out. But that's a modern day world now. But we're looking forward, as Mark said there, to a fantastic weekend of football. And it starts on Saturday, a lot of important games. And it goes on to the Sunday one at 12 o'clock at Celtic Park. All eyes will be on Celtic V-Rangers 1025 That's the number you need to get in touch You can tweet us At Clyde SSB So many topics out there tonight So let's get in touch Don't hang about I'm sure you're already building up A lot of you to that game On Sunday We always hear that in the build up to these games It goes from sort of uh, optimism and then the nerves kick in And then perhaps you get the confidence back again Then you're dreading it And then by the time kickoff comes You're convinced your team will win 12 nil. So let's tell us what stage uh, you're at tonight 01419511025 Like I say, Twitter is at Clyde SSB Let's start with the Alex McLeish situation Get your calls in quickly um, So newspaper reports claiming this morning That Alex McLeish was set to be sacked imminently The Scottish FA are, are, are saying Well, no, no, no plans for official talks It is understood that the Chief Executive Ian Maxwell And Alex McLeish spoke on the phone last night So... He's still the manager at the moment It certainly looks like he will be Tomorrow and, and, and maybe the day after But again it's just question marked About whether his time has Come to an end And that's where you come in Has it Has it come to an end 0141 951 1025 Bit of a messy situation Pantomime once again Gordon uh, Things can't be resolved correctly And in the right way And people have got to take responsibility for that This is people's jobs Livelihoods um, if the SFA And I think the Tartan Army Would certainly be Thoroughly behind them On their decision If they get You know If they get rid of Alec McLeish Because we heard from last week There was not a lot of support for Alec That's just the way it is With results and performances People have their opinions Rightly so They pay a lot of good money To go all over the world And support our country But the SFA should handle it better If they're going to Make a change 
Sit Alec McLeish down Tell him the reasons why And then move forward And get the next mm. manager in in time It's dragging on It's dragging on We wake up to reports We think we've come on here tonight Looking for a new Scotland manager And we've still got one What is going on with the SFA? I mean that said Mark As an association They don't have to respond To every every story or every, every piece of uh, speculation If that's what it is mm-hmm. um, So it <laughs> It's a difficult one But you, you do start to Now come round to Even if you do think That it's time for Alex McLeish to go You respect the fact that He's a human being He served yes. Scotland well as yeah. a player He's been the manager twice um, Maybe just a Some sort of communication To try and clear it up Would would be oh, beneficial okay. Gordon without a doubt No matter what you think Of, of these results of past week And how Alex McLeish has handled His, his setting spell in charge You're totally right He's a human being and he's he's really been hung out to dry in the press. I mean, he's still in a job just now, but it's really as if he's he has been sacked. You know, and it's not the media's fault. It's the media have got a job to to get to the bottom of stories. They've got sources. Once again, like Gordon says, there. However, the SFA has handled this is pretty poorly. Obviously, something's been leaked to give these guys something to write about, and it'll be in the next few days it'll break. But if you're Alex McLeish sitting there reading this, hearing things like this. It can't be a nice situation at all And it should have been dealt with swiftly If it was going to happen Why drag it out for a week long They got back in Was it Sunday night, Monday morning It could have been done then Or even on the Tuesday But it's been dragged out And now it's still continuing And it's not a nice position for anyone to be in Let's hear from you then Do you see Alex McLeish surviving all this? Is it just speculation as far as you're concerned? Or is it the beginning of the end? You tell us 01419511025 Craig Levine says the criticism of Alex McLeish is nonsense And he's calling for patience as the pressure mounts on the Scotland boss The Hearts manager says there are deeper lying issues And things will get better with time It just makes me think, thank God I'm not doing that anymore <laughs> Really? I mean, oh, it's nonsense, the whole... The whole thing. I mean, it, we're, we're one game away or playoff away from qualifying because of the work that's done in the, in the Nations League. And uh, I think we just need to calm down a little bit. There a lot, he had a lot of injuries as well, in the, particularly in the first match. But it just seems to be that everybody's in such a hurry to, to hand out sticks. So, and it doesn't help the manager, it doesn't help the players. There are deeper lying issues, and I think we need just to take a step back and Things were put in place a number of years ago to try and improve the quality of young players and I think we just need to have a little bit of patience. I know we're not going to have patience, but that's what will have to happen. Yeah? We don't have any choice. But what's getting better is the, the quality of coaching. Making teams difficult to beat has become one way of winning. And when teams do that against you, the only way to break that down is with exceptional players. I think the more exceptional players you have, then the better chance you've got of beating the minnows by four or five or six. You know, right this moment in time, we've not got that, that many exceptional players. And that's what we need. We need two or three you know, who are playing at a really, really high level every single week, who are creative and in the front end of the field, who can score and create chances. That's the way international football is going. Teams will sit in. Some of them don't even play with strikers anymore. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> there we go I like that we joke at the end there Some international teams Don't play with strikers anymore oh, Says Craig Levine uh, right, What about the, the, the more general point I mean he, he doesn't He's not really buying into The criticism of Alex McLeish he, He's calling for patience The impression I get From from our phone lines But that's not That's not the be all and end all That's not scientific I don't feel like There is going to be much patience Out there But can it can it be pulled back From here for Alex McLeish um, No I don't think it can um, I think um, Craig 
you'd expect Craig to come out and defend Alec because of um, the fact that he's been in that position, come in for a lot of criticism himself with his formation, and it's great to now know that he can joke about it. Certainly wasn't a joke at the time. Um, but the fans, the fans obviously have made up their mind with Alec. And it'll be interesting over the, the coming days or the coming weeks or the coming months mm. to see what happens. I still think even if you look back at past this week, if you look back uh, under Alex, the results haven't been particularly great, have they? I, I mean, I know we qualify for the Nations League, but we're probably an Alan McGregor wonder save away. From not oh, you've that. just been reading I've Gordon Strack, and you're just stick, no, no, you're just siding with your old manager. Ah, yeah. Well, well, why not? But it's a truth. But uh, it's true. Um, and then other results, you know. I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't like that though, because why do we only pull those things out when it suits us? Oh, listen, if it wasn't for Alan McGregor's save, we wouldn't have topped the Nations League. I mean, we did. You could do that yeah. all day long when it comes to football. Yeah, Anything but else I mean, three two. <laughs> we're beating Israel three two at home, and you're saying oh. As you said to me on Monday Is Israel really that bad result? Well for me it was away But winning 3-2 against him at home It's still no A great result We get there in the end But again His other results Hard money please It's all about I His other results weren't great either I mean we beat Hungary But and a friendly But apart from that There weren't many standout results That's what I mean 01419511025 Derek is in Cathcart Hi Derek Hi there, good evening, Gordon, Gordon and Mark there. I was just catching your 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 headlines in the show there and I'm really, really appalled that they're going to be sacking Alex McLeish. I felt the exact same way when it happened uh, with Gordon striking. We actually had something going, but we didn't qualify, so we decided to get rid of him. So we had to rip it up and start all over again. So we got Alex McLeish in, fair enough, he's there now, so I would say give the man a chance, uh, he's been in the job a matter of months, I'm not for getting rid of him at all. Mm. I mean, the, the whole idea of sacking a manager any anywhere in football is that you do it because you think the next guy who comes in is going to do better, so that's what we thought would happen with Strachan, we wanted Alex McLeish to come in and do better, at the moment most people are saying that's not happened. So surely you only sack Alex McLeish again If you're confident that you can improve Who Who's out there? I, I think uh, you're totally right Gordon The fact of who is out there Who is capable of taking us forward um, I really couldn't People are talking about David Moyes For instance who's putting his name in The ring for the Celtic job If Neil Lennon doesn't get it Would he be interested in the Scotland job? Have they got a replacement sitting at Hamden just now? Malcolm Mackay, who's been an experienced manager, could he step up? There's a lot of names getting mentioned out there, but just now, you know, Stevie Clark's another one. Would Stevie Clark really leave Kilmarnock when there's an opportunity maybe in the summer to move back down to England, where his family is, and get a championship job, for instance, for our Scottish international job I don't think he would What do you make of Derek's Derek's point is really More about the timing He just thinks it's too soon he just, Regardless really of, of, of What's been happening He thinks Alex McLeish Is only just in the job And quite simply Deserves more time Can you see that? Mm. No I, I mean he's He's been in the job For over a year now And he's had Maybe 12 12 something Around that games How many competitive games though? Competitive games So 2, 4, 5, 6 6 6 competitive games He's had uh, and again, results haven't 
Have results been that great In those six competitive well, games we, we topped the Nations yeah, and, League yeah, So whether you think 3-2 is good enough or not So the, surely the Nations League campaign but, Was alright certainly I'm not saying it was brilliant But it was clearly okay It was acceptable So then you add what Two more qualifiers onto that I still think The bad results that he's had Mm-hmm. Have been catastrophic results It's so, not like Yeah because the, the Kazakhstan one Was Kazakhstan called the worst one, of our history worst. The right. San Marino one Has been labelled an embarrassment Now Our teams in the past Have went to San Marino 1-2-0 It's a difference So they've come off the back of wins They look like they may qualify for a tournament It's just about getting the job done That San Marino game Needed to be A, a 10 out of 10 performance With about 7-8 goals To please the Tartan Army Didn't mm. happen You know So things like that Have worked against him Um I just think there's an opportunity If he does go And it looks like he will go There's a chance for a manager To come in And get the best out of this squad I think this squad of players Are a good squad of, A very good squad of players I've heard people saying We've not got a good uh, pool to pick from And uh, we're so poor in certain areas I think we've got a good young squad I think Perhaps who, who someone you, else Who would you go for Mark? As a manager just now Again I'm, I'm the same as you There's that many names out there Steve Clark would be I think would be a decent option um, I don't know if it would excite the full Tartan army Me personally I would like to see a young guy A young, a younger guy come in And, and take the name Look at England The way they've done it A young guy And the players respond to him Waistcoat I've, optional or <laughs> Get rid of the right, waistcoat okay. Unless it's a Tartan one uh, Derek yes on you go Derek I really think there's a big difference Between England and Scotland there In terms of the calibre of players That we've got uh, We have just not the best really and we've no divine right to go to places and win these games uh, I I really think as well that this whole thing has been a circus I, I, I don't know how this man puts up with it it was a circus before he got the job and now it's a circus well just before he supposedly getting sacked I I really am all for him staying That's, That mm. was the point I was wanting to make Gordon Great stuff Thank you Derek And Cathcart on Twitter At Clyde SSB Darren Miller says If Harps got horsed by a Lowland League side People would be calling for Levine's head The results don't lie He needs to go uh, And Andrew is on saying Pretty sure Josie Mourinho Is kicking his heels just now Don't even go there Because Gordon yes. DL Josie oh, Mourinho's yes. biggest <laughs> fan I don't think he would be able to contain himself If that happened He'd be his assistant You know yeah. Good pals with Hosey oh, after the, very good uh, sure. the time you met him uh, Stevie's in Paisley Stevie what do you think? Gordy You know what I think I've been here before Tell us I've been here before And I have them money travelling about the countries Watching this team is it's a joke The biggest one for me was the other day When Scotland Tommy has been playing For Man United And can he even get a game in the Scotland midfield? It's, it's beyond a joke Now I get that What we're talking about here Is Alan McLeish He's a human He's this, he's that What you've got to remember is He's on a fantastic contract With Scotland So he's not going to go for cheap With Michael O'Neill We had an opportunity To get Michael O'Neill in Pay the money We didn't pay it We're now left in this shambles Yet again And this is going to cost us About £400,000 Easily £400,000 To get rid of him And the backroom staff And the rest of them the buck's got to stop somewhere, and it's got to stop the SFA at some point. However, I just I just don't know where we go for here. What are we going to do, sack him, and then bring somebody else in on the cheap? We, we can't do it. Uh, I, I like what you're saying there, Matt, but a young manager. I, I, I came on last year when Alec McLeish got the job, and we should have went for Alec. Neil, we should have just paid the money and just said there's a five-year contract. Let's see where we go for here. As you can tell, I'm not really that happy tonight, so... 
See the biggest problem You've got there And you're saying We should just go and get Guys like Alec Neil, Pay the money These are young managers I think I could be wrong But They're more interested In the, the running Day to day Of a football club Some managers Prefer that Rather than sit for two, three months, wait for the next international game to come up, have a week to work with your players, and then you don't see them for another couple of months after that. You just look at, you know, you hear Jack Ross and all these guys getting mentioned. These guys are just at the beginning of the ladder of their football management careers. And I think that if you went to ask some of these young boys, well, young guys because I'm older. Well, you you, are. Let's say young managers. I'm sure... That they would turn around and say The job is not for me just now I think that's where we're going wrong I think we should go for a young manager I think a young manager would actually enjoy Working with these players I, I think I think he would work with these young players I think his stock would rise But even What's the worst that can happen? If he comes out uh, See an Alec Neil. If he comes out and he gets sacked after a couple of years He's still been Scotland manager He's still got plenty of years behind him and he's still got that experience. There's going to be a club job there waiting for him. That's not the point. The point is quite simple. Alec Neil's now in the running to go in the English Premier League, the biggest leagues apparently in Europe. So you can reverse mm. that by saying, well, in another five, the six Scotland years, job will still the be there Scotland for him. job will still be there. Uh, so, so you need to start speaking to Gordon Strachan more regular and get some more opinions. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> you want to come back in? Gordon, you're sitting there saying the Scotland job will always be there. Of course it's going to be there. But what you got to remember is why we know just given Sunday. Just give them the contract and say, here, take this contract, take it to the next step if you can. We're going to support you. You understand where I'm coming from? This is going to cost us, again, I would say at least 400000 if not more than that. Did, Do you know did, what I mean? It's costing us money every single time. Am I not correct in saying... Michael O'Neill, the SFA tried to push a boat out for him yeah, tried and, and, and offered them big, big money and he decided to stay Well, depends what, depends what we mean by big, big money but, Yeah, well, well he, I, I don't think they embarrassed herself with the offer but Michael O'Neill didn't see it as a project he wanted to take on OK, thank you to Stevie and Paisley 0141 We're going to hear from Celtic captain Scott Brown uh, He says there is still a bit of hurt from the last defeat to Rangers So I'm keen to get your thoughts ahead of this one Celtic fans, is it something that you, you feel like you need to make up for? Rangers fans, is it something you can build on? 0141 951 After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Not trying to do Amber's job or anything like that, but I think mm. there is also a vehicle on fire on the M74 at the Wraith Interchange, so uh, if you could just be careful mm. in that area. How was yeah. that? Is that alright? Right. I, I felt really under week. pressure there oh. this, is, this is the same Amber Who said the capital of the Netherlands Half an hour ago was Holland And she's trying to get us home I would oh, worry oh, oh, oh. Well, there are 30 minutes to go until beat the pundit I wouldn't get too carried away if I were you two 01419511025 We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB We've been talking Alex McLeish's future If you want to talk about that, keep them coming Let's look ahead though to the big one on Sunday. Celtic captain Scott Brown says there is still a bit of hurt from the defeat to Rangers last time out, but he doesn't think there will be a repeat this weekend. They failed to impress, of course, in that 1-0 loss at Ibrox in December. Brown says they've gone on to show their strength since then. Let's hear from you. We had a slight slip up against them the, the last game. So it's still in the back of their minds. We're, we're still hurting a little bit from that, but 
yet again we've went on a fantastic run since coming back from Dubai and uh, now we're lucky enough to be 10 points clear. It's always going to be one of those games that we don't turn up, we don't play that well and it was to be that one uh, but for us we've, we've had a fantastic couple of last seasons uh, especially and we, we want to continue them. The way we've came back, we've bounced back really well and as I say, Dubai, it was like a mini pre-season for us. We, we got in there, we managed to focus, we managed to work again on how we're going to play the style that we're going to play, the, the manager's philosophy as well, and we've stuck by that. Is that the way it works, Mark Wilson, with these fixtures? Because they are so big, when you when you lose one, does it stay in the back of yeah. the mind? Does it become about putting it right the next time you play? Yeah, I think so. I think Celtic had such a dominance over Rangers for so long, and the players got used to that. Um, and when you eventually lose one, in the manner that they, they did at Ibrox that day, uh, a lot of people expected them to still go there and win. And Rangers were by far the better team And really ran over the top of Celtic that day I think it hurts And then the celebrations at the end No doubt about it That would have stuck in some players' minds And they would have been desperate For this one to come around again And what they've done Is they've really They've really had a great build-up to this one You know, they've came back From that fixture Went to Dubai Came back And they've won Every fixture Bar one uh, Against Aberdeen, I think so what a build-up that is going into this. So there must be brimming in confidence. And Scott Brown's right. Uh, I mean, there'll be a sense of I want to put that right. Um, and they were fantastic against Rangers at Celtic Park early on in the season in September. But they probably didn't get the amount of goals that they were wanting to get in that day. They ran over the top of Rangers, pretty similar to what Rangers did to Celtic at Ibrox that day, but only got one goal for their, their troubles. I think they'll want to go one better. And uh, I think it'll put out a statement as well To Celtic fans That Neil Lennon Would be the right man To take on the job If it was a convincing one again So You know A lot A lot to play for For these Celtic players A lot in their minds uh, And it, it just sets up for a, Another fantastic game Because Rangers and Steven Gerrard Have similar Things on their mind as well Similar concerns And and their fans have got questions as well to be answered So thoroughly looking forward to it The narrative's there Gordon For Celtic it's about Putting it right And for Rangers it's about Doing the same again and, and trying to build on it Yeah because they certainly enjoyed The 29th of December Gordon I was there I watched the celebrations after the game And they deserved to win the game They were a better side And uh, I thought Celtic were quite lucky To go out of Ibrox 1-0 But I've said in this show Time and time again That every time I go to Celtic And I watch them in Celtic Park They're a different side And I'm really looking forward to this And there's a lot of key Key sort of uh, players that can turn this game um, I think it'll be a terrific game Talking points all over the place And uh, obviously we're looking forward to it 0141 Archie's in Canvas Lang As a Celtic fan Archie Are you the type of Celtic fan that Is, is thinking about the last game And really wants to put it right Or th- does that not come into your thinking ahead of this one? Um, it certainly does guys Because the last time uh, um, when we played Rangers I don't know what Brendan Rodgers was thinking about I got, He got a lot of, a lot of his uh, decisions Decision making wrong Namely Callum McGregor playing at left back And he ends up the best, the best guy for Celtic that day and, most, and still kept him at left back His team selection that day was Totally, totally Unbelievable that day So um, going into Celtic Park on, on Sunday I think we're, we're comfortable I think Mark put it all Pretty hit the nail on the head there with all his comments. What's happening with Celtic at the moment? Having come back for that game, everything's been going really well, and we're really looking forward to the game on Sunday. Can't wait for it to start and uh, and stretch that lead. Mm. 
You, you, you mentioned Archie You weren't happy with the team selection the last time What are the, what are the main dilemmas facing Neil Lennon then And how would you solve them In terms of who to for pick me, For me, I would, if, I was, if I was Neil Lennon I would, uh, I would certainly give Rogic I would give him a lot of the game I'd give him 60 minutes And I would also play Buck as well um, I'd try and go as, as, as attacking as we could Is that insta- instead of Edward or, or as well as? As well as I would, I would try and shape up the team as well as I would well as and I know Brendan Rodgers done what he's done and thanks very much, brilliant. Um, I think sometimes we pass the ball too much and we didn't get the ball up front as quick as we wanted. I think we should do that and try and get in behind and um, and get and get Bucky to use that explosive pace and 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 destroy Rangers. It was introduced last night. Tom Rogic worth the risk or not? Well. I'll go first, Mark. I have uh, always said I'm a big Tom Rockage fan. Yeah, you've mentioned it. Yes. And <laughs> Once or twice. Yeah, yeah, like you, Gordon. Um, I just think he's a big game player, Gordon. He doesn't play 90 minutes that often. So if you can say to him his fitness, go and give us 60 minutes. Now, he can be the, the match winner for you. But it's the big... The, 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 the points that I look at for Sunday is the full-back areas for me. Halliday will be playing left-back for Rangers. As he did at Ibrox. Yeah. But would you put Burke out there with his pace? Because Burke against... And I'm not talking just about Halliday here. I'm not having a go at Halliday. But Burke's pace against a guy who's not naturally left-back, I think could cause all sorts of problems. <clears throat> You've got Edward. You don't so you're leaving Forrest out? <clears throat> no, I, if if he doesn't play... He's playing two right-wingers. I'm, right I'm, wing okay. Forrest I'm, playing, I'm playing 12 Forrest is on Burke's back. Do, just <laughs> I, I, <laughs> to slow him down a bit. <laughs> a piggyback. Go on, son. Um, no, but if if he doesn't go with Tom Rogage, I think he could play Forrest in the, in the three. Oh, right, OK. Right? In the middle. Burke, Sinclair. Now, you don't pay nine million quid for a, a player to leave him out the big games. But see, another hand for Rangers. I think the full-backs could... Cairn Tierney is struggling a wee bit since his, his injury and, and apparently rumours going about he didn't train. The right back area for Celtic is a massive problem to me. Tolian cannot defend. Good going forward, can't defend. Lustig's not been playing there. Kent is one of Rangers' best players. I think we've got tactically a great game ahead. Mm. I think for Celtic, I think Lustig will play at right back. I think Forrest will play in the right. I think Rogic will play. For 50 or 60 minutes And Edward will play up front I think Burke, so no Burke. I think Burke will start on the bench Yeah, Archie have you got another point tonight? Um, sorry to drag you back a bit About no, um, coming after the old firm thing But um, see, if I, if, see for the Scotland thing We Alex McLeish I don't know why in hell We ever gave him the job in the first place Never Should never have got the job But it's done, what it's done is done I think if he can mend his ways with the SFA at the moment, I think he should get Gordon Strachan back. No problem at all. He knows the game inside out. It's not going to cost him any money. Um, there's no severance pair in like that to pay. He, he's, it's a part-time job. Scotland job isn't the most attractive. They're going to really struggle to get a young manager. And quite rightly so, the young managers, like the boys says, they, they're all concentrating on their club careers. That's what they, and quite rightly so. The Scotland job will come along for them a couple of times over further down the years. So there's no way we're going to get a Steve Clark or an Alex Neal or somebody in that sort of mould. If it was me, I would get back to Wee Strachey because he knows it inside out. If he wants it, 
or they give him it back no bother I mean he's had a lot to say in the last couple of days it doesn't sound like reading between the lines he's too fond of the Scottish yeah. FA and some yeah. of the decisions that they've made I don't think that No I don't think that will happen I know a lot of people Have been on here uh, And tweeting and saying Strachan would be the one To come back You know I wouldn't mind it myself I think he You know With younger players I could have done a, a decent job But I don't think it will happen In terms of a younger manager And, and what I said earlier on About the Scotland job's always going to be there for him How how can the Scotland job Always be there What if Alex Neil We're just using Alex Neil as, as an example here What if Alex Neil Then begins to Get poorer results and his stock starts dropping. The Scotland job's not always there for them. These young managers just now, you know, Alex Neil and I'm, just Jack Ross, just off the top of their head, our, our stocks are on the rise just now, and they're seen as as young, enthusiastic managers. Uh, you know, play attractive football. They're at that level just now. What if they go the other way? Then the Scotland job's not always there for them. You know, if it gets asked of Alex Neil, do you want to take this job? He's got a big decision. To make Because it might It might never be there for him again Football's a bit of a strange one We do get a bit obsessed With people's ages We talk about players being too old Managers being too old Or, or too young Not really meant to do that You're meant to just hire The best guy for the job But since we're on the topic You can't include Stevie Clark's 55 So you know I don't know where Why we're, we're Lumping him into the same discussion Of saying It's too early You know You'll think about that Somewhere down the line No I, Again I think Steve Clark Would be a, a good choice I think the way he organises it But I mean, does you you think Steve Clark would rather go to a, a championship? A, yeah. A, is, do you think Steve Clark would get a top championship team? Um, he'll get a championship team, I think. Yeah. So even a war down the league championship team, well, he would and, take that over and the, the Scotland job. In the championship, um, there's a lot of clubs there with massive budgets, and it's the 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 prize of the end of it, Mark is huge. If they can get into the playoffs and the promotion. It's incredible, mm. um, you know, for the end of the season for you. I just don't think Stevie Clark would fancy. I think he's a day-to-day manager. Seems like wrong. A, seems like a good time to hear from the former Scotland captain. I was in Dublin playing golf. It was lovely. <laughs> Not gonna lie, uh, it was good for me to uh, to chill out, to relax, and to get some time away from football. I'm not coming back out of retirement again. <laughs> Done that once. <laughs> it's always hard. I just, I just wish Scotland all the best, and I'm not there now. And uh, I would never say a bad word about any of the lads and stuff like that, or the management staff. But I just wish them all the best in the future, and here's hoping they can qualify. Come on, then we're continuing our build-up to Sunday's big game. Rangers do their pre-match media conference tomorrow, so you'll hear from all of them on tomorrow's show. But Rangers fans, still time for you to get involved right now on the discussion. 01419511025, and we'll take your calls after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Gordon DL and Mark Wilson are here So get your calls in Or send us a tweet At Clyde SSB um, Mark will I'll just, I'll just be honest about this We just left a big Roaring loud Air conditioning unit on In the studio Because it's roasting hot And I forgot to turn it off Before putting the mic on And Mark Wilson Just made a mad dash Across the studio You're back I'm back Great And it's silent in the background Magnificent It's fine I'm just worried DL's going to take his top off And then that's it Show's over <laughs> I'm leaving What has he got under that jumper? Because it looks like A rap scene is Is that a vest you're wearing Under that, that jumper? It's a Hugo Boss t-shirt No, oh, no chance No, oh, so it is that just, I thought that didn't look like a vest didn't it? Yeah uh, Right, we're on Twitter At Clyde SSB Craig O'Brien <laughs> says There is still a bit of hurt 
about the last game Put that back on There is still a bit of hurt about the last game But it took Rangers to beat their best And Celtic to beat their worst for them to beat us A deserved victory no doubt But I'm confident about Sunday And uh, here's an interesting take from Robert Leckenby Give the Scotland job to Neil Lennon so he doesn't get the Celtic one. Oh, and Robert's a Celtic fan. So there were, uh, remember, there were rumours that you know that could be well, the last rumours, but uh, the last time round that Neil Lennon might be in for it. But uh, if he wins on Sunday and convincing, like I say, I think he's in the in the front seat to be the Celtic. Man. Jim is in Springburn. Hi, Jim. Hi. How are you, Jim Panel? Good, thank Good you, Jim. What's uh, on your mind? Uh, I had wrote down a team that I thought Celtic would play of my team. That I thought Celtic would play years We've been talking about Rogic and Forrest and stuff Can I get in my team first? Go for it Bain Lustig Boyata Benkovic Tierney Forrest Brown McGregor Buck Wide right Sinclair left And Edward in the middle And the reason I'm picking Forrest over Rogic is He'd cover more ground Maybe cover Kent getting to Lustig and it would keep Halliday back. Do you see the I thinking think there? To cover more ground than, uh, oh, sorry, got uh, Rogic. Yeah, I do see the th- uh, thinking from Jim because I said that if Tom Rogic wasn't going to be played, then I would go with Burke, Forrest, and Sinclair with Edward up front. Uh, because we looked at Forrest the other night there with Scotland, and Forrest has been in terrific form. And he's on the white. I like Forrest when he's in a little bit. I think he's more dangerous. I watched him uh, early part of the season against Hibs in the second half playing in that position and he absolutely tore mm. Hibs to pieces. I like him in there and I think that if I was... If any fullback, we're saying Andy Halliday because we think Andy Halliday will play there. Any fullback up against the pace of Burke, you would be really worried about it. You know, as much as Forrest can go out there and give him a hard time, but to be fair, Andy Halliday, he handled Forrest very well yep. mm-hmm. at Ibrox. Mm-hmm. He played very well against him. But when you've got the pace of somebody like Burke, do you go tight to him? Do you drop off in case anything goes over the top? But it'll be interesting to see how Neil lines up his side. And I suppose you could say, Mark, that the Rangers sent out a message or, or messages in, in that last game because there was a time during those 13 games when a lot of Celtic fans would have phoned in and said, I don't think Rangers have got any player that can hurt us. That, that, that's the way it yeah. would have been in some of those games. Yeah. But you look at Ryan Kent's performance, for instance, in the last mm-hmm. game, they will now know that, that he is he can be a yeah. danger man in that fixture. I think Ryan Kent's a top player. Um, you know, he's he's very quick, he's direct, he's got a trick in his locker as well. Um, pretty much a nightmare for a fullback to play against somebody like that who, who can go either way as well. And he's, he's playing with a lot of confidence just now. So... Um, Seen in the last game, Ryan Kent can certainly hurt you, um, and and they've got other players. Um, it's I think it's more about which way Rangers will play. Now Celtic Park, first time around, Stephen Gerrard came to Celtic Park, and I hardly seen one of their players go over the halfway line, especially in the first half. And they sat back and he just allowed Celtic to pile on and pile on, uh, and you know it was a, a a ridiculous way of setting your team up. And he says he wasn't going to do that again, uh, and it'll be a different Rangers side at Ibrox come the thirty first. And it certainly was. He set up his team to press Celtic at every inch, and it worked. You know, they they didn't give Celtic a minute, and they got their rewards for it. I wonder what way he'll send out Rangers on uh, on Sunday. Will he sit back again? Because if he sits back again, then the argument of playing Ollie Burke and, and things, Ollie Burke will have nowhere to run. You know, but if they go and press Celtic like they did at Ibrox, 
Then the space in behind And that's perhaps where Celtic will get the, the guys with pace like Edward and Burke and Forrest to run in behind so I think that's why it's set up for a fascinating encounter and we're not going to know which way it's going to fold, uh, unfold to probably about 5-10 minutes in then you get a wee feel of the tactics but I think it'll be fascinating to see which way Stephen Gerrard actually sends that Rangers team out I mean Ryan Kent's performance got a lot of praise last time Gordon he'd been out the team remember he was injured mm-hmm. and he, he came straight back in uh, and I'm amazed we've made it through most of the week without that question coming up again is this the time is this the weekend Alfredo Morelos scores against Celtic um I'll tell you Sunday afternoon. I've oh, I wasn't looking. I wasn't really looking for a definitive answer. Okay, I was just okay. Well, I'm, I'm sure the boy will do everything in his power to uh, break that duck because you do in Scotland. You know, from Celtic fans getting judged by saying, "Well, you've never scored against Celtic and stuff like that. You've only scored against other teams, and you know you've not scored against in the big games or whatever." Morelos is a top player, and they'll be looking to score. Um, but I just think that tactically, and as Mark was saying there, we've got to wait to see what the teams are, mm. what this, uh, the setup is. I think Ken uh, could be a big player for Rangers if they can get the ball to him this weekend. I think both wingers, Candace and the other side, has got a massive job against Tierney. But I think Ken, uh, at Ibrox, I thought he was terrific. He caused Celtic all sorts of problems. And Stephen Gerrard will probably be saying, get the ball to him, feed the ball to him, see what he can at least to try and get him up the park because I watched the game the last time at Celtic Park and Rangers parked the bus. Parked the bus. I don't think they'll go with the same tactics. I was going to say that for uh, Morelos to score or have a chance of scoring. Gerard's got to give him a chance of scoring. That's that's by getting Rangers up the park. That's by getting guys like Candace and Kent into the final third. Last game at Celtic Park, they couldn't get into the final third. They got nowhere near it. And how do you expect your, your main striker to score goals if he's got no service? Uh, okay, thank you to the previous caller whose name has just disappeared and for some reason I can't remember who's got Jim. it written down. Jim, Jim. well done. Jim, 01419511025 in the phones, Twitter. We are at Clyde SSB. Let me just check to see if there's anything uh, of note to keep you up to date with. I don't think so. Uh, keep those calls coming in then. 01419511025. A lot of tonight's show has been taken up talking about Alex McLeish as well. The speculation. About his future Just for the avoidance of doubt He is still Very much The Scotland manager There's, Doesn't look like That's going to change Imminently But uh, Nothing would surprise you In football I suppose So that's one to To keep an eye on In the, the coming days Well you'd like to think uh, We started at the start of the show You'd like to think That this wouldn't drag on Gordon uh, You know it's It's been reported It was late last night That it was going to happen today Then By the time we get in here That There was no meeting Going to happen so it drags into another day now You're just hoping for For the national team's sake And for Alex McLeish's sake That it gets resolved one way or another That the SFA come out And say No we're sticking by him for, uh, Until Cyprus and Belgium Or This is the end of the road We're moving on We'd like to give our thanks to Alex And move on Just leaving him in the lurch And everybody hanging on Is no good for anything And it's uh, Kind of makes the SFA a laughing stock again And another talking point That they really don't need because they've had that many surrounding them this season. Yeah, I think that, uh, for, especially for Alex's sake, because at the end of the day, he's a professional, he's been an experienced manager, a terrific servant for all the country as well. So if they're going to make a decision, give him the bit of respect that he deserves, sit him down and make the decision. Don't let this linger on, rumour after rumour. If they're going to make it, make it, get it over with, 
look towards the future, look towards the next manager to bring in and make the decision that they think they're going to take the team further. Yeah, we are on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Allen sticking up for Alex McLeish. We've had a few tonight saying Alex McLeish has above average stats as a Scotland manager. And uh, Jim Piper says These folks shouting for a double failure In brackets Gordon Strachan Are laughable If the SFA don't get Clark They have missed a trick um, it's, it's funny what time sort of does to you I know there were people I'm not saying everyone has, has revised their opinion with hindsight There were people who didn't want Gordon Strachan to go That's fine um, But I mean he, he did fail in two campaigns But now that we're, we're down the line There seems to be a level of Forgiveness on that front And a willingness to try again well, I, I still don't think it was uh, unanimous that no, of course everybody not. wanted him to go. Um, I still think there was a portion of the Tartan army that wanted Strachan to stay, albeit having failed twice. I, I think that they recognised perhaps the what he'd built in terms of the squad and people actually wanting to be there. You know, I'm talking about the English players who have pulled out. They they seem to want to be there, and the the record about being unbeaten the calendar year and all that. Working with a younger group of players Again, given the opportunity Who knows what he could have achieved um, And people say that was his Achilles heel Not incorporating them quick enough in the last campaign But mm. again, it's all of busting maybe But I, I, listen, I can't see Gordon Strachan Being interested in, in coming back at the minute Beat the pundit With goals in the Scottish sun The SPFL and EPL latest Every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday Here's one for you in the second hour of tonight's show. Hopefully you've already seen Simeon Jackson's penalty for St Mirren against St Johnson last night. It was an absolute horror show and it got us thinking. Not only do we want your reaction to that, we want to know what is the penalty miss that will haunt you forever? We'll wait and see how important this could be for St Mirren's season. What is the penalty miss that you'll just never go over? The one that will haunt you forever. We'll do that after Beat the Pundit. Mark and Gordon are both ready. And if you want to take them on tonight and win a signed ball, you need to call us right now. 0141 951 1025. Give us a call to play Beat the Pundit. Be quick. You only have until the news at 7 o'clock. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here with me, Gordon Duncan. Two ways for you to get in touch on the phones or on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Big game, the Battle of the Saints last night. It went the way of the Perth Saints. St Johnston winning by uh, a goal to nil. That doesn't really tell the full story, though. St Mirren had a golden chance. Simeon Jackson missed one of the worst penalties. You will ever see So I want to hear your thoughts on it Any St Mirren fans out there How important could it be What did you make of the result But for everyone to get involved It got me thinking What is the penalty miss That will haunt you forever There must be loads So get your thoughts in 01419511025 This first though Beat the pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL Latest every Monday Wednesday and Saturday who doesn't love Thursday nights beat the pundit You just never know what you're going to expect On the phones with Mark Wilson and Gordon DL Playing uh, Ian is tonight's contestant He's from Greenock How are you tonight Ian? I'm fine thanks You fancy your chances against one of these two? I hope that so, question? I hope so. I hope so Right heads it's Mark uh-huh. Wilson uh, And tails it will be Gordon DL So let's find out who is And it's heads Mark Wilson up against yes. Ian from Greenock Are you happy with that? I want my team yeah. Of course you do I think Right, are you ready? Mark Wilson, I'm going to give you some Clyde 2 to make sure you're not cheating, not listening to Ian. Uh, Ian, here's the the deal. You've got 30 seconds. You're head-to-head with Mark. You can pass. Here is your chance to beat the pundit. Are you ready? Ready. 
Which Czech player dinked a penalty at the 76 Euros and then had that technique named after him? Pass. Who is top of the Bundesliga? Bayern Munich. Who was the last Rangers player to be sent off against Celtic? Pass. Who was the last Celtic player to be sent off against Rangers? Uh, which team has won the most Edinburgh derbies? Pibs. And in which year did Marco Negri sign for Rangers? Uh, Nineteen ninety-five. Okay, let's bring Mark Wilson back. Mark, can you hear us? Yes, I can. Right, same set of questions to you. You ready? Okay, yep. Which Czech player dinked a penalty at the seventy-six Euros Penenka. and then had the technique named after him? Panenka. Who's top of the Bundesliga? Borussia uh, Dortmund. Who was the last Rangers player to be sent off against Celtic? Stephen Whitaker. Who was the last Celtic player to be sent off against Rangers? Oh, uh, Scott Brown. No! <laughs> which team has won the most Edinburgh derbies? Hearts. In which year did Marco Negri sign for Rangers? Oh, uh, 1997. What do you think of the competition, Ian? He was struggling a bit. No, I think I'm well beat. I think so. He was floundering <laughs> as well. That's all we expected to hear, aye, is it? Aye, no. Right, let's go through them and find out which Czech player dinked a penalty at the 1976 Euros and then had the technique named after him. Um, I was wanting the first name as well, so I'm not giving oh, you it. Jim Panenka. Antonin Panenka. So there we go. I'm not giving you it. Uh, who's top? <laughs> <laughs> who's top of the Who's top of the Bundesliga It's Bayern Munich Is it You didn't get it for the other one. Ian yeah. did 1-0 to Ian uh, Who was the last Rangers player To be sent off Against Celtic Now you were chuckling away DL yeah. So let's see what you're made of I know the Celtic one But I don't know the Rangers one Well it was even more recently Than the Celtic one Was it? Right I'll tell you who it was Right up then Sometime tonight Indies. would be great Nope Three pal um, <laughs> <laughs> Ross McCrory Who was the last Celtic player to be sent off against Rangers? Simunovic So it's still 1-0 to Ian and Greenock whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean it's still 1-0? I wanted the first name Penenka? Nah, Penenka was too easy, I wanted the full name Yeah, full name uh, <laughs> Gordon McGee's Which team has won the most Edinburgh derbies? I mean, 50-50 chance Ian, you got it wrong Mark Wilson got it right So he equalises <laughs> Uh, with the answer which was Hearts yeah. Which means it comes down to the last question In which year did Marco Negri sign for Rangers? Uh, it was 1990 five? Which you both said Five? Seven oh, Mark oh, Wilson oh, has oh, done it. Uh, Ian, I hate to see him win like that But uh, there's, there's not much I can do, Ian, hard lines Alright Ian, uh, I'm lucky What a way to finish it You happy with that? That's like scoring a one in the top bin the last minute was it, Unbelievable Was that a guess? 97? No, 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 I knew that You knew it, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a guess And what if it was? I, didn't know answer. I knew it because I played a closed door game for his uh, to get him fit you you personally played or you yeah, managed? Yeah, as Somerset, right, and this is true. And he, uh, Walter Smith was a manager, come down and he says, Look, I've signed this lad. He says, Centre forward. Uh, he says, I need to get him some game time. No problem. I put my first team out. He scored seven. No <laughs> way. Seven. <laughs> no. Seven. Seven goals he scored. You're joking. Right? Seven, seven. goals. Yeah. Do you get a habit of losing seven against <laughs> <laughs> Seriously Seven goals I thought this guy is something else 
Honestly, it was some funny <laughs> And did, did his teammates score any Or was it just him? <laughs> I think they scored Your team got nine though Yeah, but hold on uh, all, uh, all fairness We were only one week into pre-season training Alright, okay then ah, That's what I hear yeah. What were they? <laughs> Six <laughs> years in <laughs> Ten mannequins <laughs> <laughs> Seven goals at Somerset It's got fantastic oh, wow. That's great The reason I like that I thought I'd heard all your ridiculous stories But there we go <laughs> but, yeah. A new Seven one Seven goals against you Super I beg you something 60 minutes <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you to Ian and Greenock Your chance to beat the pundit will return tomorrow night at 7 o'clock With Hugh Keevans and Derek Johnson Right, St Mirren fans and everyone else You can all join in on this The penalty that will haunt you forever First of all, let's explain why Why we're asking this question Simeon Jackson missed one for St Mirren last night How bad? How bad are we talking here? Right, I think Mark and I have got to disagree on this So I'll go first um, I don't think it will be the difference of St Mirren getting relegated How do you know? Well, if you look at over a season You get relegated, you don't get relegated in one penalty miss They've won four games out of 30 so far Plus the fact They're still nil-nil And the fullback makes a horrendous mistake To let Kane in to score the winning goal So, yes, we can all argue When you're in the top four And things are going well for you They tend to gain when you're at the bottom of the league fighting for your lives and they don't gain, that's a massive talking point. Everybody gets angry about it. Me, personally, if I was a manager, I would have loved to have seen him get up and try to put it in one of the corners. But he's 31, he's not a young kid, he's an experienced player, and when you're down there, you find that things don't go for you. Now, I don't say it's unprofessional. It's just a bad penalty. And we've seen a million of them I have seen a lot of reaction to this Mark Wilson And I'm curious as to whether some of it Is over the top What about the, this notion then All I keep hearing is You shouldn't you shouldn't try that in that situation And you shouldn't try it when you're bottom of the league There's, there's a time and a place Is there? Yes For me, yeah I think when you're in that pressure environment When there's not only your job's Probably riding on the outcome of the, the season The staff jobs and things Matt, Matt, I no, think sorry, you, you're, you're wrong That's nothing to do with staff jobs And your job and uh, getting relegated So if they get relegated by one point four games in 30 If they get relegated by one point I'm not saying Right, okay But that, get, get that could have been a point Or that could have been three points for, for one point, right? Yeah why not point the blame at the full because back that's who a, that's, the ball? But that's an obvious mistake to put them ahead. But he could have missed that even if he put his laces Yeah, through. sure, that, that, that's the issue here. I'm not really bothered about whether they get relegated by one goal. He didn't mean to miss, no. right? He was trying mm-hmm. to score. Mm-hmm. What what is, the, what is the actual difference? Because people keep acting as if there's a difference. So explain it to me because you've been in, in that environment. What is the difference between trying to score and blazing it into Rose Ed yeah. and trying to score and making a mess of a Penenka? What, what is the difference? Uh, I think it's an unnecessary risk to make yourself look clever. There's no doubt about it. Now, if you blaze it into Rose Ed, you've, you've tried your hardest. But you've, you've still missed. You've, you've still missed. I think a Penenka. I, listen, I'm not a big fan of the penalty anyway. I think it's trying to ridicule the goalkeeper as well as, as score a goal. So I think it's an unnecessary risk. Gordon just said there, you're just a, you're basically agreeing with me. You're just saying I would have loved to have seen him put it with pace into one of yeah. the corners. Okay, he okay. Had the opportunity. Well, well, uh-huh. Here's another that. thing. Statistically, yeah. you've got more chances of scoring if you go down the middle. Yeah, down mm-hmm. the middle. Wait, so, listen, so he, down, try, he tried down, to go down the middle. Down the middle with pace. I don't mind. 
But trying to dink it And trying to look Look this You know Skillful player Who's trying to Mock the keeper And go oh, Look at me No hold on a minute When you're down at the bottom Where am I agreeing with you Where am I agreeing you Mark If I was the manager Standing there I'd have loved to have seen him Try to put it in a corner Yes I would have But not Even though you've got more chance of scoring if you go down the middle no, Well if he fires it I wouldn't have liked to have seen him try to chip it Right. I would like to have seen him either put his laces through it or right But my argument here against Mark is That will not be the telling point Fine. Okay. Of anything that, 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 that is separate I, I, I'm interested in the penalty kick On its own though Yeah. You, you talk about you know trying to look clever Trying to ridicule the goalkeeper that's I'm, what a Penenka is Right but I'm also assuming That rightly or wrongly and Because you, mm. obviously it didn't work he, he, he clearly made a mess of it Couldn't possibly defend that In that moment He thought it gave him The best opportunity of scoring Is that not more important Than whether it was about Ridiculing the keeper how, or not How could it Well if, if he thinks That's the best opportunity Perhaps he shouldn't be on the penalties You're, you're trying to tell well, me It's easy to say that now Because he missed it Well you don't, you don't see many of them missed Do you Jason Cummings missed one well, what about the? You don't say one? well. You don't see many taking like well, that. Okay, that's, that's of the, the one, of the I ones you see taking, ninety percent or probably even higher uh, penalties are taking is is put a corner or smashed uh, down the middle. Agree. Okay, ten percent. So, and I've, I don't have the stats to back this up. I'm yeah. just asking of the penenkas of the dinks you do see. Mm-hmm. How many do you see missed? Oh, well, I've not got the stats to back that up. Just, either, I know. I'm curious. Just many. Well, no, but no many were hit as badly as that Penenka. That's, that's what I'm saying. I mean. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. So is it not yeah. the execution that's the problem then, and not the idea? Well, exactly. If, if he hasn't got the talent Good God, to ex- go on the execute, oh, he's struggling. I know. I can he's see in his face. His face has gone all red. This is the heat. It's 26 <laughs> degrees. If he's not got the skill to execute a Penenka with nobody, you know, no players pressing him or anything. Then he shouldn't be taking a penalty. So if he blazes okay. it over the bar, you would say if he's not got the skill to put that in the top corner, shouldn't he shouldn't be hitting it high. Shouldn't be taking the, okay. the, the somebody put in. One. What about uh, AC Milan against Liverpool in the penalty shootout? One time, a Shevchenko. There yeah. we go. Hi. Yeah, missed the penalty. There we go. We found Aye. one. Great. But uh, uh, listen, the St. Mirren fans will be the the big ones because you have to feel sorry for them who travel up and and support and you know it's. <laughs> It's a Wednesday night It's cold And, and they've travelled up there and <laughs> Is that going to do with it? Say that cold Hold on I bet if the conditions were good We're quite happy with that So yeah boys. You don't feel sorry For the St Mirren fans Who've paid their money well, we do. I just don't think It was there. particularly yeah. cold I don't know what that had to do with freezing last night Tried a peninka Right Anyway St Mirren fans You're the ones that matter in this So tell us what you think And also Generally The penalty That will haunt you Forever Graham Gunyan Says Gary McAllister's miss from the spot against England Euro '96 still haunts me. Stephen Walker agrees. Wembley '96. I hate Yuri Geller to this day. Yeah, he says you got one that haunts you. Me. By the way, the one that sticks in my head. He he was playing in the game actually. The the cup final. Paul McStay. Paul McStay. Uh, That'll haunt you. Not just because I was a wee kid at the time, and it just meant a lot for me at that time. And he misses and. Big nose goes up and picks up the cup. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know something? <laughs> <laughs> Way my nose. <laughs> but I've got to say, it was one of the only times I actually felt for. I, I had a lot of time for Paul McStay as a player and a person. And after four months of celebrating, I really felt for him. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you were bored with two bottles of champagne. Great answers coming in on Twitter. You can phone up about this as well. Luigi Rossi, and the clues in the name, he says the penalty miss by Baggio in the 94 oh, World that. Cup final. I was seven years old. 
And it was the first time I saw my dad cry The second time I saw him cry Was the 2006 World Cup See Luigi what you want to do Support Scotland We don't get to these competitions And it saves you the bother Yeah And that, listen that shouts down my argument With Simeon Jackson Blazing over the bar If he's not good enough Then he shouldn't take it I don't think Baggio <laughs> Could be putting that Steve, bracket it wasn't good enough Stevens got two Paul McStay being one of them uh, And John Hartson's miss against Rangers 2003 League Cup final Last minute to make it 2-2 He thinks Celtic would have won the treble And possibly the UEFA Cup But ended with nothing oh, He's putting a lot of uh, pressure <laughs> on that penalty <laughs> Take that John Tell you what There's a lot coming in for Paul McStay Someone bracket saying Don't ask DL uh, McAllister's a very popular one Brian Donnelly amongst others Saying Samaras at Ibrooks. Oh, that was, that was saved wasn't it Yeah that was the one that was saved Rangers went on to win the league Alan And McGregor. then if you remember the celebrations round Ibrox I think it was Was it Vladimir Weiss and Alan McGregor Reenacted the penalty mm-hmm. Missed so it was That was particular one that sticks in the throat You yeah. only missed one in your career Gordon So yeah. does that haunt you Theo Snelders Saved it Yeah No I, I've got to When I think back now And I'm a bit older Gordon and wiser um, I think back and say well I think he's got to take all the credit. I can only put it in the top corner and I put a lot of spin pace on it. I was looking lovely for where I was standing and how he got to that, to this day, I still don't know. So all Did the you only miss was, one? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. 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 Only took one. Right, come on. Keep keep them coming in. Your, your uh, penalties that'll haunt you forever. But George and Bears Den's been hanging on for quite some time. Hi, George. Hi, panel. How are you doing this evening? Good, thank you. On you go. Uh, well, I, I, I wanted to get some clarification on something I read today, right? Um, there's been a few headlines that McLeish's um, head is on the block and uh, the SFA may be looking for a, a new Scotland manager after the two rather weak results uh, that we've had in our qualifiers thus far. Mm-hmm. So I wanted, first of all, to get clarification on that. And then I wanted to follow up on what the question was saying about unearthing the next lot of talent. And a few names came to mind. So I'll try and be brief. First of all, can you clarify if McLeish is gone or is he no, still? No, he's, a, he's absolutely not gone at all, George. He's still the Scotland manager. Um, reports of you know a meeting that, that there has been no official meeting or anything like that. Um, so he, he, he's still the Scotland manager, um, and it doesn't look like that will change tonight or tomorrow morning or, or maybe even the next day. Um, but I guess it's a case of watching this space. Some people would say no smoke without fire at the moment. Um, there's not a great deal to report on it But that could change in the coming days and weeks Right, okay I mean, if, well, I suppose it is speculation But if we were to go there well, One person I'd quite like to see in charge would be Steve Clark Given, you know, his, what he's done in, in Kilmarnock And also at West Brom He seems to be a manager that you know, a lot of players respect and respond to accordingly. And uh, just the second thing was uh, to do with McLeish's comment about unearthing the next Al Gleish. I was having a wee uh, semi-online to see, you know, players that he could look at. Um, and a few came to mind, like, our, our, our goalkeepers are ageing, let's say. And apart from Scott one, Bain, yeah. Well, apart from Scott Bean, but I, I would, I'd like to see a competition for Scott Bean in the form of Angus Gunn, who's doing remarkably well at Southampton. And Gareth Southgate 
is saying, what he's been quoted in one of the papers is saying that he's not going to stand in Angus Gunn's way should he be, uh, you know, picked for Scotland, I think. Yeah, let me put that to the guys, George, just because we're, we're running a bit out of time. This is an ongoing one. Scotland have been trying to get Angus Gunn for... Quite a while mm-hmm. He feels English We know his dad's Brian Gunn yeah. But he, he feels English He wants to He wants to, to pursue that And until such times As that changes There's, there's God, not a great deal I, Again to... I don't like the We're trying to get someone You know Scotland come calling You should want to come. Yeah but at the same time you know, is, 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 is just getting talented players Not the be all and end all What's the mm, old saying about Beggars can't be choosers yeah, And all that Yeah but if they don't want to come Or they have to be persuaded Are you really going to get the best When they turn up And are you going to get the situations Where they get a wee niggle for their club They've got a trip to Kazakhstan mm. They go Oh you know what This niggle I'd rather rest That's a, that's a risky run You get guys who are want to be there They'd happily go away with the team And play through wee niggles So I don't like that kind of We're trying to get someone They should want to come here Just quickly Gordon Because I, I want to answer George's points But we are pushed for time When he mentioned Stevie Clark I mean everyone in, else mentioned Stevie Clark for Scotland Why is that such a popular choice? Is it is it more than the results? Is it because he's now got a track record Of getting the best out of what he's got So to speak And that, that's it, that seems what the Scotland job requires Yeah I think a lot of people Are now sitting up And taking notice Of Stevie Clark With the job And you look at his jobs Before he's had One or two jobs That he wasn't successful In Who but, hasn't nowadays. Yeah exactly But he's come up to Scotland And uh, he's, he's, he's done a terrific job With Kilmarnock You've got to say And I think it's all about Man management That people are Looking in Stevie Clark I don't hear People saying he's a wonderful coach But they say he can get the best out of players Thank you George And Bears Den on Twitter Asking for the penalties That'll haunt you forever After Simeon Jackson's last night Wills He says The one for the checks Against Scotland In the 2-2 game I had Miller to score first In 2-1 Scotland Then Berra Not getting the pen Gutted I think I remember that one That was a it was pretty hard to watch What else have we got <laughs> Penalties that'll haunt you forever You remember this Kenny the Kilt Diana Ross at the 1994 World Cup opening ceremony <laughs> yeah. That's a shotgun The goal fell apart and stuff Snapped the goal in half Without hitting the target yeah, I think you'll be over that one uh, And Alan says Yusval Haran against Valencia During the shootout The ref said take it again And he missed again oh. The keeper saved is, both Is the Arsenal one there JC yet? says that one as well The Arsenal one with Henri and was it oh, Yeah someone did one. mention that oh, Someone mentioned uh I mean, I don't know why it would haunt you unless you were an Arsenal fan because it was hilarious, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, R.E. Clus talks about it as when they tried to pass That's it, didn't it. they? But hold on, do they not think that that was the best opportunity of scoring? Were they not cruising at the time? Ah, it's back to you. It's the same, there we well, go. It's the the same. <laughs> it was a warm day, so the fans weren't bothered. 01419511025. We've got a St. Mirren fan on the line, and we're going to hear from that man himself. Listen, you can criticise the penalty all you want, but Simeon Jackson fronted up and spoke to the media afterwards. A lot of players and a lot of clubs wouldn't do that. Trust me, we'll hear from him next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here with me, Gordon Duncan. We're asking you for the penalties that'll haunt you forever after Simeon Jackson's failed Panenka attempt against St Johnston last night. We're going to hear from the man himself. I'm going to speak to John, who's a St Mirren fan. So let me quickly set up tonight's full time teaser, though. I'm going to give you between now and the end of the show to come up with this question, which has been sent in tonight by Craig Graham. He yeah. sent it to fulltime at clyde1.com. So if you want to send one in, that's where to send it fulltime at clyde1.com. Craig says, Can you name the last 11 players to score 
the winner in one nil old firm victories? Uh, Jack. Can you name the last eleven players to score in the winner in one nil old firm victories? Who? Did you say there, Gordon? Has he, he got a first Jack. name? Just Frank so Jack. I can check Frank it. Jack. Yeah. yeah. Well, who do you think? Last one. Just winding you up. I've got to be in there, surely. No, please no. Let me scroll through. Mushroom, mushroom, mushroom. I've got to be in there. Well, that bouncy one. The you, you claiming that goal? <laughs> I'm in there. Is he? Yes. Get me in oh, there. Oh no! Yeah, I'm never forgetting that one. No. You, know, you, you thought I was going to? That'd you be you the could. One. You could have at least pretended to forget for a minute or two, just so you weren't coming across as that self-absorbed. No, it's the one thing I, I took. <laughs> I took away. I'm only time. kidding, right? Mark Wilson and Ryan Jack. Uh, Tom Rogic. No. He's just mad. Go you to love Rogic, Jai. Well, you have Rogic. Yeah, it's very strange. Like you were striking. Uh, Dembele. Yes, this is all competitions, by the way. Dembele's, yeah, I think, was the, the, the cup. Flick, yep. didn't he? Aye. One more guess from you, Gordon. Griffiths? No. Okay, we'll leave it there. You can help on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Name the last 11 players to score in 1 0 Old Firm victories. Ryan Jack was the most recent. Musa Dembele and Mark Wilson. Um, yeah, exactly. 01419511025 on the phones. Let's speak to John, who's a St. Mirren fan in East School Bride. Quite a night, John. What did you make of it? Oh John can you turn your radio off in the background Because I can hear myself <laughs> from 8 seconds ago And that was a bit strange John are you with us? Hey, hello can you hear me? I can hear you John just turn your radio hello? off in the background please Hello Hello can you hear uh, yeah, me? Yeah John we've right, got John. you right. Testing testing One, two, three. Roger oh. and Roger Right the producer's going to have to speak to John again <laughs> John, I have no what idea what's going on there He needs to turn his radio off for a start <laughs> <laughs> I thought John was slaughtering me off there. So I'm Mark Wilson. <laughs> well, that exactly. was me. That was, that was me speaking. you could hear. I thought John was saying so. I'm Mark Wilson. Exactly. I'll tell you what, whilst John's getting his, his uh, technical issues sorted, let's hear from Simeon Jackson. He's apologising for missing the penalty, apologising to Oren Kearney and his teammates. He says trying a Penenka was a poor decision. There you go, Mark Wilson. Oh, um, and that, mouth. that he got it all wrong. Obviously straight away, hold my hands up, poor decision for the pen. I think we, you know, tuck that away. It's a whole different game, changes change the perspective and uh, we're going to maybe get something. So uh, very disappointing, yeah. You talk us through the pen, it was like, case you tried to chip it down the middle? Yeah, yeah, that was it, yeah. Just poor execution and then um, they go up and score at the other end and then, you know, we, we got a battle to climb. So uh, not poor for me, I apologise to the manager and, and, and the boys. And... Um, yeah, dust yourselves off and obviously go again Saturday. No, I made my mind that really early. So I was I was going to do that. I think it's just just poor execution, especially that that time in the game. And you know what what we're playing for here is a poor decision. We've got a good team spirit. They don't need to tell me how disappointed they are. I know because I feel it myself. But um, yeah, you know we'll stick together like we have done throughout, and um, you know go again Saturday. Well, first of all, fair play to him for fronting yes. up. Loads of players, loads of clubs wouldn't would come out and speak after that. I think we've got John back. How are you, John? Oh, Hello, no. John, Hello. come in. Testing. John needs to turn the radio off. Please turn the radio off in the background, John. Uh, so fair play, fair play to fair play to Simeon Jackson for coming out and speaking. What did you make of what he had to say? Fair play to John. Keep the radio. He's <laughs> John's relentless. He's not turning that tranny off. No, no, listen, Simeon, Jack, Simeon Jackson. Yeah, like he, he admits himself, it was a foolish option. 
But you've got to take your hat off to him coming out. That can't be easy, you know, facing up against the media. You've got a, a, a full dressing room who's disappointed in there. But all he could do was apologise to his manager and his teammates. And now he's he's really apologising there to the fans, everyone who's listening. And it'll be a sore one because that will stick in his mind. Like he said, it's the difference of going ahead in the game and having something to hold on to to then losing a goal, uh, you know, shortly after. And then you're chasing the game again Do you again. think any of his teammates Would have had a, a dig at him When he came in? Mm, I don't know what to be, I don't know that dressing room To be fair In um, the dressing rooms would, you were in Would you have Mark? Some of the dressing rooms uh, you, would listen, you get slaughtered for uh, it? As some boys would have said Just stick that away You know just put it away There's no doubt about it Some boys would But I don't know the St Mirren dressing room How vocal mm. they are But And with dressing rooms with stronger characters, I'm sure some would have picked <laughs> right. them up. Oh, no. Third time lucky. Here we go. Rod, you two be quiet. Don't confuse anything. John, what's your point tonight? Don't confuse me. Can you hear me all right? We've got you. Oh, you want me to do testing, testing, one, two, three. Right, on you okay. go, John. <laughs> aye. Well, aye, that's okay then. I can hear you now. Uh, right, uh, hello, Gordon. Hello, Scott. Hello, Gordon. Um, hi, John. Hi, John. To Gordon, not the Motherwell legend, but uh, <laughs> uh, Gordon. You, you, Gordon. The other Gordon. The yeah. other show. Got you. Now, Gordon, did you, you come up with a statement, uh, a, a statistic, uh, saying that the majority of penalty kicks are scored going down the middle? Is yeah, that correct? I think I think you've got more chance of scoring going down the middle. Yeah, I think so. I'm sure uh, I read that it. in Scottish football. Where did you get that yeah. statistic? You know, honestly, John, I, I should be able to Scott back that. I should be able to back that up. With a, <laughs> I should be able to back that up with a bit more. It's got more, more scored more many down the middle. Uh, no, it's, it's a bone of contention with me with goalkeepers. And it seems like it's a modern thing with goalkeepers. I mean, I was a goalkeeper, I'm talking about in a previous life, right, 40, 50 years ago, in the primary in school and then the secondary. And then I gave up because I let one through my legs uh, for a pass back from my captain in the League Cup final against Renfrew High, Malcolm Manley. He went on to play for Johnson Borough in Leicester City, you know. So, sorry, Malcolm, if you're listening to this show and that, you know. But anyway, I, was, I never went goals again. But anyway, but what, what it was, it, when I was a goalkeeper and, and for years after that, uh, if you dived, if you chose, it seems to be a tactic now. If the goalie chooses to guess where the ball was going, where the guy's going to hit the ball, and he dies in the opposite direction of the ball, my captain would have come up and kicked my head in. You know, <laughs> what you diving out there for? You really spec savers, you know. You, you, you followed the, You were taught to follow the ball. What make the guy like the way the guy makes a mess of it? You know. And you, but you're saying the majority of and, and but your point there, your statistic backs it up. If the majority, if you're right there, the majority of penalty kicks are scored down the middle. It means that the keepers are diving the wrong way. They shouldn't dive at all. They should wait. They should wait until the guy makes a mess of it and then follow the ball. Half the time you have no chance if he hits the ball hard enough and right enough and accurate enough as near as opposed as possible. But uh, but uh, uh, you know so uh, referring to the one last night, obviously. Um, uh, with a boy, uh, Jackson We'll get behind him against Indian Saturday uh, If Jim Goodwin had been playing in that pitch he would, The boy wouldn't he be? He'd be in hospital he, Jim Goodwin would have strangled the guy For, for that, that, that pathetic effort you know, To show off you know. we, we, don't, we don't want to, that, we don't want to make any, 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 any disparaging claims Against Jim Goodwin's character uh, We got through quite a lot there Back to the, the primary school cup final <laughs> <laughs> John's get everyone loosened the plot. Honestly, someone stop laughing and answer the point. <laughs> this is not good. Come on, Gordon Deal. Gordon Deal is on the floor. Well, John, 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 John makes a point there about being a an ex goalkeeper himself, and and you, 
what you've got to understand nowadays in the modern day game is if they play the ball, goalkeepers now take a chance because they come off the line that they're supposed to stay on. And uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to keep talking to my <laughs> But but John, John I'm leaving me be here, Scott's maybe. No, but 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 it's up to goalkeepers, and they're coached now to probably go and pick a spot to try and try and outmanoeuvre. Well, that's the whole point. Most yeah. goalkeepers dive to a side, don't they? Yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's why. The, that's but, why going down the middle is ha, can be successful for for the taker. Yes, but uh, uh, once again, I mean, obviously, uh, it didn't uh, work last uh, night. Don't get me wrong. If you follow the ball and you stand still, then you're going to make the striker or whoever's taking the penalty kick look really silly. Alexander Clark must have been loving it. He, he was sort of lying down, watching it roll towards oh, him. And I know. Get the chance. Listen, to... it, there's not. Again, back to my point about trying to humiliate the goalkeeper. Uh, I was making earlier. Goalkeepers hate it. See, even in training. And, and you're doing a wee penalty shootout in training If someone does a penenka And the goalkeeper goes down and saves it I don't know if it's a thing that they all agree on They get up And they get the ball And they kick it as far as they can As, as if to say Defiance you go, an act go of defiance yeah. You can get it Boot it over fences You go and get it They hate it So it's sometimes good seeing it become undone But if you're going to try it and Simeon Jackson says it there in his interview, you need to get the execution uh, you know, spot on because, it, as I say, it's, it's that fine line between you know, getting something from the game, whether it be a point, or losing a game. I agree, I agree with Scott there. Uh, <laughs> 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 I was all going on right day he started this again. Oh, Right, quick, get get Mario on the line, bring some sense back to this. Mario, what did you make of it last night? Yes, hello, Gordon. Hello, Mushroom. Hello, Hi. Gordon. Hi. Hello. Oh, how, what is going on? Ma- Mario's got a babysitting oh, disaster in the background now. This sorry, is falling apart. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just picking up the boys from the football. Sorry, I do apologise. What did he make of it last night? What did you make of it last night, Mario, this penalty debacle? Yes, yes, sorry. Yes, I know. I, I can't believe the way Sammy and Jackson took the penalty. I, I, thought, I thought it was absolutely shocking. He, should have, he should have actually just blasted it into the net. I was very disappointed. Let's hear a bit from the manager then while Mario tries to <laughs> regain control of, of whatever's going on round about him. I've no idea what's happening. Let's hear from the St. Byron manager. Very frustrated, obviously. Very much a feeling of probably creating your own downfall, which is probably the worst aspect of it, where we get the start we wanted, we then get the penalty and, and the big opportunity, and I'm, and I'm sure Simon has probably given his version of it. I think if it's the first game of the season and you're 3-0 up or, or it's the middle of the season or the end of the season and it's, a, it's a, a game where two teams are playing and there's not a huge amount at stake, you can probably see somebody taking on something like that. I think when you speak about it before the game, about the magnitude of the game and the magnitude and the quality of what decisions need to be like at this time, it's just for me the, the wrong decision to make. You know, I think if he if he strikes that and pulls it wide or it clips the bar and goes over or whatever else, you miss a penalty and you move on. But I think it's it's probably the manner of it. It looks as if he goes to try and clip it but then nearly half pulls out of it or pulls out of maybe doing it. And it's probably the manner of the miss more than the actual miss which which hurts more. And then to compound that, you know, we spoke about it in the change room before the game about 
decisions and decision making, particularly at this stage of the season in, in, in games like this where there's so much at stake and risk taking and Mateo gets caught slightly below the ball and makes a decision to try and head it home instead of just putting it into the stand and then all of a sudden in the space of 15 minutes we've created a, for me our own downfall, we've created a penalty and missed the penalty and then we've gone and handed a goal at the other side and nearly grabbed them by the hand and, and brought them through the first part of the game. At any stage of the season that's not acceptable but particularly at this stage of the season when the stakes are so high it's so disappointing. Mario are you the type that that fears you know that that can come back to haunt you at the end of the season or do you take a more you know realistic approach and think you know there'll be other opportunities to pull it back Thank you, fun. Well, I'm hoping I'm hoping that Saturday to get the three points against Dundee because it's very very important I think I think you'll see a different type of submarine on Saturday than you saw last night yeah, how, how big a game's that on Saturday massive. I mean oh, absolutely going to be tense isn't it massive um, I'm looking forward to that um, I think the good thing for St Myrna is it's home advantage Gordon and they've really got to get a result they've got to there's an opportunity to miss last night a point I think with them taking them off the bottom of the league mm-hmm. uh, give them a little bit more confidence uh, but home advantage there should be a good crowd there um, I think it'll be a cracking game but <coughs> I don't think St Myrna fans or Oren Kearney or anybody Involved in this is the same with Jim McIntyre at Dundee. Doesn't matter how you play. The most important thing on Saturday is picking up the three points. We're still looking for your penalties that will haunt you forever. What about the teaser? Craig sent it and named the last eleven players to score in one nil old firm victories. Mark Wilson is one of them. Mr. Dembele and Ryan Jack. Is Scott Sinclair one? No. Egg <coughs> Yes. Oh. Yep. Oh, what a shit. Yeah, scored the overhead kick. You yep. got one for us, Gordon. <coughs> uh, and Cham. Yes, oh, this season. Yeah. All right, we'll leave that there. You've got a few more to get. Uh, I do apologise on behalf of everyone for the last ten <laughs> minutes where the show completely <laughs> fell apart. I promise the next ten minutes will be better. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for forty years. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Mark Wilson and Gordon Deal. Mark, you're going to have to turn the air conditioning off again. This show is honestly one of the worst ever, uh, but we're going to get through it together. There's not long left. What about tonight's teaser? Name the last mm. eleven players to score in one nil Old Firm victories. You're doing pretty well, Ryan, Jack, Olivia, and Cham. Musa Dembele Mark Wilson And Ugo Egeog And we've just discovered That you were actually on the post Defending <laughs> Ugo Egeog's <laughs> overhead kick So yeah. it was kind of your fault Couldn't get to it Just not enough inches Gordon Well yeah, I go to the ring <laughs> oh, Come <laughs> on <laughs> no, Don't say something like that to me <laughs> On the night we've been having Not enough There's a lot of people who said that oh, Right dear. I'll go for a Rangers one You go for a Celtic one Right Go right. for it Yeah Steve Davis Yes Yep. Were you playing that day? Uh, no, I was sub that day. Um, mm. Nothing today with me, that one. Uh, Joe Ledley. Yes, you remember that one, Joe Ledley. Yeah, yeah. All right, just to steer you in the right direction, you know, like Larsons and etc.s and Hartsons and Thompsons have done it. They're too far back. So right. we're looking for the last 11, and this takes you back to the sort of mid 2000s. So you've still got. You've only got three to get So we'll leave it there We're still looking for the penalties uh, That are, will haunt you forever We're still asking your thoughts Ahead of the weekend And Paul McFarlane Has got thoughts Ahead of Sunday Hi Paul Hi guys How you doing? Yeah, Gordon. Thanks Paul Gordon Mark Hi Paul Hi no bad uh, Listen I just wanted to uh, Make a point about um, Well sorry First to speak about the game On uh, Sunday mm-hmm. I know obviously Neil Lennon He's no really 
well, the guys that I've spoke to, everybody's no sure that of they're 100% wanting him at the end of the season. But I think Lenny will, will have it in him to get the best out of the boys on Sunday. Um, he knows what it's all about. They know what it's all about. And I think that he will uh, get a great result on Sunday. don't know if it will help him get a job, but uh, I, I think he's he's the right guy to replace Brendan for this game. Sure, surely the, the implications for Neil Lennon getting the job are, are unavoidable. I mean, I these are the these are the moments that the Celtic manager yeah. gets judged on, are they not? Yeah. Well, I've said on Tuesday, uh, Gordon, and I'll clarify it. I said that if he beats Rangers and beats Aberdeen, now the reason I, and people say, well, hold on a minute, Aberdeen's only semi-final. I think if they beat Rangers convincingly, and then they beat Aberdeen in the semi-final, they play either Hearts or Inverness and they're going for another treble, I don't think there's any chance in the world that Hearts or Inverness will beat Celtic on that day at Hamden. So that's why I think that Neil Lennon could cement the job by two convincing wins against Rangers and Aberdeen. But that is going to be a big ask. Uh, especially, I think, a lot of people fancy Aberdeen uh, to come and you know have a real go at Celtic in the semi-final. And I would expect Rangers to change their tactics <coughs> on Sunday and try and come out and have a go at Celtic at Celtic When you work. say convincing though Are you in the, the camp Because I've heard a lot of Celtic fans say this That 1-0 victories Aren't they really doing it for them Are you in the, the camp that If he, if he beats Rangers 1-0 If he beats Aberdeen 1-0 Say he goes on and beats Hearts or Inverness in the final 1-0 yeah. That wouldn't be enough no. I, I, Me personally I think that would be enough Well I think uh, yeah, yeah. Let's let Paul back in and get his yeah. take Paul but, No listen guys See, see what you're saying is right But uh, see the, the the game the game at Ibrooks right. Celtic played probably the worst against Rangers that I've seen them playing in, in in years. And that day Rangers played to their absolute best. I've no doubt about it. And we actually nearly sneaked a draw in that game with the Callum McGregor goal. I feel like Parkhead on Sunday is going to be totally different. Um, they're going to be right up for it for the very first whistle. And I think that they're going to have a real 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 tough game uh, on the Hans Rangers. Um, but and, and obviously with, with this home advantage That's another thing I wanted to talk about With like 800 or 900 tickets available And then obviously the home team gets an advantage And stuff like that But mm. that's that takes so much away for this game Takes so mm. much away Even watching it on the telly It's it's you need you need the way it was it was before. Do you agree, yeah. Gordon Dale? You were you were yeah. you were at the last one. I was, I was we were at, at both. Sorry, I was at both, and I do still think there's such a a great atmosphere in the stadium, Gordon. But I think it does help that there's a bigger mm. support for me. Just going to have to move on because we're we're pushed for time. Any more on the teaser? Uh, Scott McDonald one. Yes. Oh, brilliant, Mark Wilson. Magic Zerafsky. Oh, there's the hard one. Oh, I didn't you, think you were getting that, that one. That was my old firm debut. Was it? Yeah. Magic Zerafsky, 1 0. 1 0 Ibrox, yeah. Right, okay. Uh, Stephen Tennant, Colin Moffat are amongst the, the guys who've got one of the Rangers ones you're looking for. What Rangers? So you've got two to get. We'll leave them there. Kenny is an Airdrie Kenny, the penalty that'll haunt you forever. What have you got in mind? Uh, well, evening, Gordon. Gordon, I was actually going to put a point to Scott first. Oh, uh, don't you start. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did you ever play? It was a midweek game, Hearts and Celtic. Hearts made a duffy every penalty. Uh, in a cup tie at Tynecastle under the floodlights. I don't I, know. If Mark I don't think it. No, I don't think it was there, Kenny. No, no. Well, I, I would say the worst penalty would be uh, Baggio's in the World Cup. Yeah, I mean that's that's world famous, isn't it? That's yeah. one. That, I mean, if we look at, yeah. we're talking about it in Glasgow. So there's uh, yeah, ninety four. Yeah, what a player he was as well. You never expect him to do that, Kenny. Yep. 
Go along with that, Gordon. Just, just under the pressure, Gordon. To just show World you the Cup best, final. The best players in the world can fall to the pressure. Well, loads of people, so forgive me if I'm missing the shout outs, but Enter Sandman has put a video. Uh, Dixie Dean's 1972. Oh, I remember. He says, as a seven year boy, I remember it. Alex, a bit earlier on, has said it was the first penalty to land on the oh, moon, I think was the way he described it. Gordon, I remember that penalty kick. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. It, was, it went so high. In fact, I'll still be going over the buildings as we speak. <laughs> Uh, Kenny what are you thinking Ahead of this weekend For your team I think it'll be a tight game Hearts uh, fan I should say In case anyone doesn't know <laughs> No I think it's going to be Very tight I mean Aberdeen will be uh, Coming down Looking for the win And Hearts are obviously Trying to reach up of things And players back to fitness And no, no back I think uh, The only positive thing That we're kind of seeing Is we think uh, Naismith's going to sign a, a contract with us Which is a positive uh, and just to throw this one in, my wee girl signed for Airdrie last night. Uh, Airdrie girls, so oh, congratulations! Good stuff. Just as, as long as as long as she's not been put off by the, the Wilson and DL years <laughs> in Airdrie. Yeah, she's been very fine, Kenny. <laughs> um, well done to, to, to Kenny and uh, the youngster. Hope that it's, it's a yeah. good career. What about the the Stephen Smith one's a good point. If that can happen, oh, as, uh, listen, it's one that I didn't think was actually going to happen. Just because the wages on just now, now I think. We all knew that Stephen would come down in wage from what he is earning just now. But when there was talk of America on the cards, I thought he may have opted for that option. But there's no doubt about it. Stephen Naismith looks like he's enjoying his football. Yeah, I remember where he is, and that's just a big thing. Being in the the press room after the game at Fir Park not too long ago, and he just spoke very openly about it. And he, he hadn't made a decision or anything, but he was just talking about you know the appeal and whether he was at that stage in his career, and it was something he was really, really, really thinking mm. about. So if he if he, th- if he thinks it's not for him And staying at Hearts is that That would be yeah. huge Well it's a good environment Good stadium You know um, They've had a, a decent season this year um, And and they could end up with, with a medal You never know um, But uh, again I wonder if Stephen Naismith Would he be in the running for One of the players of the year Would he be in the four It's just the injuries isn't it We, yeah. we had this discussion the other night So many players have had good Parts of the yeah. season Yeah that's the way the season's went for, um, a lot, yeah. f- for lots and lots of players The only the only ones who are right up there Having performed consistently Across the full season You know the names we mentioned Were Alfredo Morelos yeah. Callum McGregor yeah. James um, Forrest Other guys have either had dips Or they've been injured for long mm-hmm. spells It's been it's been very difficult Anyway thank you to Kenny and Airdrie I think that will be the final call Of the evening uh, Which is good Because the last couple have been challenging To say the least Let's try and round off the teaser Craig Graham sent the question in tonight It's fulltime at Clyde1.com That's the address we need uh, If you want to send your questions in So Craig wanted you to name the last 11 players To score in 1-0 Old Firm victories So we're looking at guys like Magic Zuravsky Ugo Egeog Scott McDonald Steve Davis Mark Wilson Joe Ledley Musa Dembele Olivier and Cham And Ryan Jack That means you've only got two to get Two mm-hmm. Both Rangers or One of each Well since the The music started Hear that Yeah I'll give you They're both Rangers Positions Both midfielders Both central midfielders Oh, oh, oh Edu. Edu. Yeah well Yep <laughs> Beat you there uh, Get the other one then I'll give you the other one <laughs> <laughs> I haven't a clue um, Not a known goal scorer At all um, certain, I suppose neither was Morris Edu Certain midfield player uh, Played the Rangers Oh Go, go. Ness. Jimmy no, Ness. No, that wasn't a 1-0. Oh, good effort. In many ways, most Rangers fans... Rem- <laughs> I, 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 looking at social media, I get the impression most Rangers fans remember a tackle he put in in an old firm game more than they remember the goal. The tackle was on 
Robbie Keane I think Hope I've got that right No I'm not getting uh, that Initials Started at Hibs Stephen Wicker No nope. Kevin Thompson Thompson. Thompson. Great stuff Thank you Mark and Gordon Uh, Thank you for all the calls Somewhere a bit more bizarre than others Uh, But they were all great We're back at 6 o'clock tomorrow night With Hugh Keevans and Derek Johnson But in the meantime You should stay right there Because Callum Gallagher is up next